Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesday with Wayne, episode 65, Bristol edition. I'm sitting here in the bees uh, in Nashville. Sarah had to fly home, had to go back to the, I guess you could say the real world. You there, huh? Good times. Yeah, I'm back in the real world, and I don't think the real world is any fun. But here I am. <laughs> first day first day back to work wasn't the greatest, was it? It's not like living in the bees. We're chilling out here in a parking lot, uh, had some fish tacos for, I don't know, early dinner or whatever, Help, hanging out with Clinton and a couple of the outlaw guys here, and the boys are actually pulling maintenance right now. So just hanging out and having a uh, cocktail and bullshitting with the guys. So it's kind of already been comedy already a little bit, but uh, good to get through Bristol. Uh, man, that fa- that place is super fast. Uh, uh, you know, had a had a pretty good showing, I felt like, but but uh, man, it's faster than uh, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, I thought we'd go right into just talking about Thursday practice, and just I wanted to know your initial impression of the track. Um, I know at one point you told me you made the comment it felt like you were driving in a video game, but with practice session Thursday, what was kind of like your thoughts on the initial impression and then the track conditions on Thursday compared to race conditions? Well, it was really all about the same, really. I mean, even with the track slick and black, it didn't really slip that much. The cars were really like slot cars more than anything. But uh, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Practice was really fast to me, and we were slower than what we were on Sunday. And then on Friday, the speeds were actually slower than Friday. But for some reason, Sunday felt slower to me. Uh, and I don't know if it's just hmm. my body or my mind got, you know, right Adjusted. with the situation or however. But, you know, we were going a lot faster on Sunday. But the motors didn't run as well as they did the other previous night. Uh, the air was bad. And they didn't make as much power. So I don't know if that was just, you know, it tamed the car down where it wasn't quite as erratic. And, or we just got our car better and it drove better. But, um, you know, on Sunday, I, I really felt pretty good. It didn't feel bad at all. I didn't feel like, I mean, the speeds were fast and you knew it, but I think our car drove so much better than the other nights and the engine wasn't erratic. So I think, uh, I mean, it didn't feel as bad to me. Right. Well, we'll go over, uh, the stats real quick. Um, I will say we had a thing for the number 13 all weekend. On Friday, we went out. Uh, 13th for qualifying out of 28 cars, qualified 22nd. That had you start 8th in Heat 1, and you finished 5th, which puts you straight to the A. Started 13th and then finished 21st. You ended up pulling off after 13 laps because you had developed a shake. Want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, well, let's just start from the scratch. Uh, you know, I think, what would you say, we're 20th quick, 21st quick? Second. Uh, I mean, we just were off. I just... You know, like I said, I just didn't feel that good. Our car was really loose, dove the left front really bad, lost the right rear, and just wasn't very good. Uh, you know, we, we had those issues in practice and felt like we made adjustments to make it better, but we just didn't go far enough. But, uh, 
and then we just kept working on it. But the heat race, I mean, qualifying, we I didn't feel like I felt like we could have been better. And then in the heat race, we were. I just knew that clean air was going to be your friend. And starting eighth, I had no clean air. And then going into one, I could see those guys were all kind of rooting on each other a little bit, and they didn't let up at all going into one. So they all went in, got tight, got their lost the air, and starting eighth, I was able to move around a little bit and and kind of squeeze down on the 26th car and got by him on the start and worked my way to the bottom. But I was able to open the board up, and what that means is the wing is your best friend at high-speed places like that. And I was able to open the board up and get the ro- get the car rotating sooner than those guys that got tight and was able to roll by them. And I knew once I once I got by them, there was no way you're just going to drive by anybody on those race uh, those conditions. So I just made good laps around the bottom, put her in the show. Yeah, that was fun to watch that first uh, corner pass to get where you needed to be because if you didn't pass at the start, you weren't passing at all uh, for a good deal of Friday, I think, for the most part. What? Well, and that then whole week, the, like the whole the whole week was like that. If you didn't if you didn't get what you got early, it was hard to get by a guy. Right. So then during the feature, uh, you want to talk through that? Well, we started uh, what did we start fifteenth, I believe, or something like that. The number of the weekend is thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, I'm sorry. We started 13th, and I, I think we're running. I think we're running 14th or 15th there, just running around there making laps, and felt pretty good. The car was just, I mean, nobody was driving away or or whatever. I just felt like we were maintaining, but I didn't think you could really make make a lot of time up on anybody, and and it shook right off the bat, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then when the track started to clean off and and actually started to lay in a little rubber, I started to get more stuck, and. Once that right rear tire started uh, started to grip, then it started to shake pretty bad. Well, we just got a mistake there. Somehow we got a bent wheel in the mix, uh, but we put a hard tire on quickly for the feature, and uh, just a mistake. We just made a mistake, and it shook really bad, and I was afraid that uh, it was going to shake something else loose. So I don't know what, 13 or whatever laps in, I pulled in. Right. Didn't um... – didn't make a difference to stay out there. It wasn't worth the risk uh, with it shaking like that. Well, when, it, when a car shakes like that, it make, makes a vibration, and then it all, also makes it hard to see because uh, it shakes oh. you. You know, it shakes the car, the helmet, the everything. So it's, it makes it pretty tough. Right. Okay, so we'll go to Sunday. Um, Twenty-seven cars. You went out thirteenth to qualify again. See, that's our lucky number. You qualified thirteenth. That had you starting fifth in heat one. You finished sixth, which put us directly into the A. Started 16th, and I'll let you guess what number you finished. 13th. 13th, yep. Well, our qualifying effort was much better. We worked on our package, uh, you know, from Friday till Sunday and actually put a bump stop on the left front. Just made a few adjustments I felt like we needed to make and a little more gear and Actually, uh, you know, everything we, all the adjustments we made, we made it better and, and, uh, it shows because when we went out, uh, I think we were the 11th car out, our 12th car out, and we were third quick. So, uh, needless to say, I felt pretty good about it then, but for some reason, uh, it started picking up and we ended up 13th instead of third. Right. So, uh, right. the, the racetrack must have got faster or just, or maybe they're just faster guys after us, but, uh, Started fifth in the heat, and starting on the inside was not the ticket for me, I don't think. And and uh, Zerfoss got to jump on me there a little bit on the start, and then come off two on the start, 
uh, he'd come down the hill and we actually touch wheels and not a place you want to touch wheels at at all. And, no. uh, just, just finished sixth and, you know, was on to the feature there and felt really good about our car. We made a few adjustments and little minor adjustments there for the feature and, and, uh, you know, I think we rolled around there 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, something like that the whole race and, and, uh, they had a restart. I think I was 12th coming to the restart and, uh, right. Just made it, made a bad decision there on the restart, went to the wrong lane and, and, uh, let that, uh, Tyler Courtner buy me at the, on the last lap. And so we ended up 13th, but all in all, uh, I felt like we had a, you know, top 15 car both nights. Uh, place is super fast, guys. I mean, it's, uh, ridiculously fast and just hard to move around, hard to pass. And, uh, it is what it is. We're, we're two days there and we're out of there and we're moving on. Okay, so my question, what would you give Bristol for a grade? Uh, you know, I'm going to say play like a C plus. I was pretty satisfied with some of the stuff, but uh, some of the stuff didn't go our way. But we we definitely we were better there. I felt like the DNF kind of hurt us a little bit because I think we were, a, you know, a 13th, 14th place car, 13th, 14th, 15th place car on the first night. So uh, right. just to get a DNF there, that kind of knocked our grade down some. But uh all in all, you know, I felt I actually felt pretty good in the car there. Yeah, I felt like it was a good weekend uh, for the whole group. You know, no major wrecks. You guys raced safely. They all got out of there in one piece. So I I think that's a win. Well, you know, the the cars that were there, uh, you know, they're all great race car drivers. Everybody's smart and knew that there was some issues that could be, you know, really bad. Uh, as a driver and we we all stuck together and stood our ground and just didn't do anything stupid and and uh i think that's uh just the caliber of, of guys who are out here on the tour right now yeah i think everybody really respected the situation and did a good job that does uh attest to what a good group we're running with so well we we knew that you know you can't be around each other i mean these cars travel uh <clears throat> around the racetrack three to four feet at a time when you're running that fast so hard to get very close to anyone and then and then uh, at those speeds you knew if you crashed it was going to be pretty bad so everybody respected everyone and kind of gave everyone a little bit of room well any other thoughts on bristol uh no already in the ramblings i hear and that they're going to put dirt on it next year so uh looks like uh, the world of outlaws will be back i don't know that for sure but they're definitely ramblings yeah well we shall see Let's grab a break and I'll come back with some questions of the week for you. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose outlaw. Okay, we're back. I have a question of the week for you from a new friend that we made this weekend, Christopher Slater from Shelbyville, Tennessee. We actually met him this weekend. He was super nice, came and got a T-shirt. He is a race reporter for Middle Tennessee Racing News. So he sent me an email um, yesterday. He wanted to know, 
How different does the car handle on the track when a different tire lays down rubber? He said, for example, at the World Finals, if the late models lay down rubber, does that upset the handling of your car when you race on it? Well, it just really depends on what, uh, you know, the situation is. If you're anticipating the rubber coming late, then you try to tune your car for that. Uh, if you don't, well, then you probably, if it lays rubber, you probably get too tight and the car really, uh, will try to maybe the nose will get up or it'll be lay right, uh, on the right rear, just depending on what you do personally to your car. But for the most part, if it lays rubber and you're not expecting it, you're going to be too tight. Uh, and then you just try to anticipate when it's going to take rubber and you may be too free early in the race. But uh, when the rubber lays down, your car might get good. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a catch-22. It's just making adjustments like any other racetrack. But you're just trying to anticipate when uh, you're going to, if it's going to lay rubber, if it's not. And if you think it's not, I mean, if you think it's going to lay rubber and then you set up for it not to lay rubber, I'm sorry, if you set up for it to lay rubber and it doesn't, doesn't man, you're, you're it's a long race, I can tell you that. <laughs> you really missed the boat there. Okay, well, Chris, I appreciate you sending us that question, and it was super nice to meet you. We met a few podcast listeners again this weekend, which we always like. Um, let's see. Would you like my question of the week? Sure, why not? Has a flagman ever, I guess it could be a flag woman as well, has a flagman ever confused you during a race? Confused me? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say confused. You know, I've missed a few flags in my lifetime. Uh thought the white was a checker or this, that, and the other, and made some really stupid mistakes by pulling in a lap early. But uh the only flagman story I have is uh, Doug Clark penalized me for jumping the start at the Houston's, uh I don't know what year it was, but and I was pretty pissed off because I didn't feel like I jumped the start, and uh, they had a red flag also about the same time, or maybe on the next restart or whatever it was. I can't really remember, but then the, the, uh, you know, one of the infield reporters or whatever wanted to stick a microphone in my face and wanted to know what I thought about, uh, the call. And, uh, you know, uh, I was trying to be politically correct because it really wasn't what I was thinking, but I just said, sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. And we left it oh. because I didn't have anything else nice to say, but. You've never been confused by a flagman throwing a random flag or some given some random signal. Are they all pretty good about being consistent? Well, I mean, I don't know what a random signal is. What did he do? I don't know. No, never I'm have. Asking. You know, they give you the cross flags when it's halfway. You know, some guys use the move over flag. Some guys don't. Uh, normally, when it's does five it throw you off when they use that? No, no. I mean, you know what it means. It's a flag, so that's what that flag means. So. Do you prefer you know, the use of the flag or not? Uh, you know, I would say not just because, uh, you know, we're all racing and I don't want those guys to move or trying to move over. Uh, just keep running the line that you run and I'll try to figure out my best way by you because you got the flagman, flagman telling you to move over and you're running the top and I'm running the bottom. Well, you may move right down in front of me, but if I know you're running the top, you know, as a driver, you know what the guy in front of you typically is doing because you're watching uh, you know, a race car driver is, we're looking ahead, honestly. And if 
a drive, I mean, if a guy, a lap car, you're coming up on a lap car and he's running the top, you notice he's running the top. So, you know, if you want to make, you know, a move around him, you're going to start working the bottom or whatever. And uh, so move over flag tells the guy to move. Well, then you don't know where the hell he's going. So uh, in sprint car racing, the move over flag, I think, is uh, not very good. Is that flag a move over flag or a be aware someone is trying to lap you flag? Hold your line. No. It's called a move over flag. It's a yellow. It's a it's a blue flag with a yellow stripe. It's called move over. I know what it looks like, but I'm just curious if you, if you interpret it as move because I can see where that could get confusing if you're running the bottom, and uh, the leader's running the top, and they throw you the move over flag, which is to me it's you're getting passed. Would they not? Would they hold it in that case? You know what my deal is: if you're a lap car, just hold your line. I'll figure out how to get by you. I feel like we need to have a flagman on here so we can ask all these questions. Now I'm now I'm starting to get uh, interested in the use of that flag. Well, there you go. That's your next project. I don't know any flagmen. <laughs> You're gonna have to help me. Well, maybe we'll work on Doug Clark. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, well, those are my questions for the week. You got anything for me? Well, it was your birthday weekend. It was. I got to spend my birthday at the airport. That was good, good yeah, fun. But I did stopped. have a great, I did have a great weekend. The rain out allowed for us to go down to what we were at downtown Bristol, Virginia. We got to yeah. have really good dinner and check out a little pool hall. You got to make a purchase at the pawn shop. Would you like to elaborate? Well, I just bought a little bicycle that uh, I had when I was a kid. It was pretty cool to see it there in the window, and <clears throat> excuse me, end up buying it cheaper than I that the price was on the on it. And then uh, you Googled it, and it's uh, worth about uh, ten times more than uh, I paid for it. Yeah, I feel bad. Oh, for actually, that. Tw- actually, actually, twenty times more. Yeah. <laughs> That, they don't think they realized what they had there. Well, I didn't realize what they had. I just wanted because I had one, and I thought it'd be a good uh, asset to have when we have grandkids someday. Let's not rush it. <laughs> uh, no hurry, trust me. Okay, yeah, we had a great weekend. It was fun. This is my last shebang for being out on the road. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'm ready to get back out there with you. I miss you. I'm not. Uh, it's not fun without uh, without you being here. So I get used to you being on the road. Lost my cook, my cleaning lady, <laughs> my coffin on. I know. Uh, my uh, my Siri, the GPS lady. Yeah. So your Google. My Google. And sometimes. Yeah. And but I did get my dog back today, so that was a, a blessed reunion. I'm happy to have him back. I'll bet. Better you than me. Yeah. Okay, one last thing before we go. I did want to give a shout-out to our buddy Slick Rick. He is deployed now, but he's still messaging us. And so I know he's listening, and I just wanted to say, hey, um, and we'll be here when you get back. So 
We're yeah, Rick, thinking. stay safe, buddy. Yep. Um, well, if you all haven't done so, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to share on social media, I'd be happy to send you a little thank you gift, a koozie or a sticker or some surprise. You can email me at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. Don't forget you can visit the merch shop, waynejohnson2c.com. You can always call us on the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. We get text messages there as well. And you can follow on along uh, Wayne Johnson Racing on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. That's all I got, honey. Well, I don't have anything else other than uh, looking forward to going to Jacksonville, Illinois this week, and then uh, I-70. You know, we haven't been, the outlaws haven't been there in many, many years. So uh, just hope the weather uh, holds out. Um, Jacksonville is one of the last World of Outlaw Dashes I've been in, so uh, looking forward to getting back there. Okay. Well, I may pop up there. I don't know yet. My kids were asking me today, hey, Mom, we going to the races? So you never know. Well, guys, as always, just keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.